Hey, I'm Anna. I'm Daisy. Welcome to Becoming Mama, our safe space podcast all about navigating parenthood and doing it your way. Enjoy the episode, guys. Hey guys, welcome back to Becoming Mama, or if this is your first time listening, it's so nice to have you on. Today we are so excited to be joined by a mama who we have both been following for a very long time. It is mama to Nova Noel, Courtney Carpenter. Hey Courtney, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. No, we're so excited to chat to you and get to know you. It's obviously such a weird time, but did you get to have a nice Christmas with your family and everything? Yeah, Christmas was so, so good, but obviously so very different. We're in tier four as well, so it's a bit... Where about you live? Uh, we're in Kent. Oh, okay. However, obviously, as we've got a child under one, you can have a support bubble, so we did get to go to my dad, so I didn't have to cook, which is an added bonus. <laughs> oh, that is nice. Does he live near you? Yeah, he literally lives five minutes away, so that's good. It's such a like lifeline having that support bubble, isn't it? Oh my god, I just don't know what I would do without it, really. Like, Christmas would just not feel like Christmas, I don't think. Yeah. Like, I'm such a family girl that I feel like Christmas without anyone around me would just feel just totally bizarre. I also feel like at this time of year, it's so nice to be with family so that you can almost have like a break from being just you and your child all day long. I know that's how I feel. And it's so nice to be able to like hand the baby over to your sisters or your family or whatever. So if you don't get to do that this Christmas, it's going to be really tough. Oh my God, definitely. And I just think obviously like every day is just like Nova and I or Harry and Nova and I at the weekend. So it's, you know, it's nice to have the people around. And while it's their first Christmas as well. So I was just a bit like, I was thinking, oh, like, I just feel, you know, as a mum, you get that guilt that I just feel like she's had this whole year <laughs> of, like, missing out on so much stuff. And then her first Christmas was just like, oh, my God, are we just going to have to spend it alone? Her birthday's in three days as well. So oh, she's going to be one in on three days. I know, stop it. I can't cope. <laughs> There's only so much you can do, especially with a baby that's, like, not walking yet, but... Well, she is now, but like previously. Yeah, she is, isn't she? I've seen your she stories. She looks like she's smashing it. She's just like really Honestly, going like for she it. She doesn't stop anymore. I feel like a blossom out of stone. <laughs> when did she start walking? Uh, she took her first steps at about 10 yeah. months. Um, and then for a couple of weeks was just like doing a few steps here and there. And then one day, um, about three weeks later, like she was just off for the whole day and it just hasn't stopped since. I feel like there's just one day where they get it and then they're off and that's it. Like they, they don't stop once they've got yeah. it yeah. at one time. That's literally it. Like she doesn't even crawl anymore. Like she literally crawled for like a month and she was like, yeah, this is not for me. <laughs> oh, Flo literally, like she's walking, but it's just still early days and she's like finding her balance and she will do like a good 10 15 steps but she just looks like she's like a little old lady like walking in high heels toddling along <laughs> my anxiety as well now that she's walking I'm like oh my god we're going to end up in hospital sometime soon because she runs like she doesn't do anything <laughs> slow she's like zero to 100 real quick like she's just like I'm off and nothing is stopping me and I'm so scared of all these bangs that she's gonna have oh but you can't like you can't help it even today Flo like just banged into the corner of the bed and like she cried for a few seconds and she was she was fine but it's like you can't just like protect them from everything as much as you want to there's been so many times where she's just like even hit a toy on her head or something you know it's like and then it's even harder when they're walking because there's so many more 
obstacles. Honestly, a bit of advice from someone who has a child who's a little bit older, it literally turns into a nightmare. I'm not joking. They will, like Savannah will have her hand in the toilet and then the next minute she has, she's running out the front door trying to fall down some stairs. She has her hands in the bin. Like they, it's like they take the worst thing they can find and that's all they want to play with. They don't care about their toys anymore. They don't care about anything that you try and stop them from. They are just, they become nightmares. I'm telling you, it's so funny. No, today had like the whole room, all her toys were out, like in the playroom, and she just wanted to just go in this one tiny little corner, like just fit herself jammed in between like a cupboard and something else, just in the tiniest corner. I was like, come into the middle and play with everything. But no, it's always where, you know, it's really funny as well. Like, I, <laughs> you're going to laugh, but I used to be one of those mums that was like, so I'm really going to try and not say no to my child. I'm going to, you know, find a way around it. If I, oh my God, now she's walking. I'm like, no, but no. Like I literally say no 100 times a day. And it's just, it's the only thing that comes out of your mouth. Because when they're doing something dangerous or something they really shouldn't be touching, like you you don't, oh no, but come on, let's not do that. She doesn't quite understand. (laughs) No, it's the only way. Oh my God. And you know what, Savannah, when I say no, she laughs her head off. Like it's the funniest thing I've ever said. She doesn't even understand that it's discipline. She just looks at me and laughs. That's why they say, don't they, that like if you end up slipping up and saying a swear word or something you don't want your child to say when they're then older that you shouldn't really make a massive deal of it because otherwise they then want to say it the whole time you should kind of just like pretend it hasn't happened and really hope that they don't like go into school and stop oh my god Nova's first word is gonna be fuck (laughs) (laughs) oh my god stop (laughs) like just throwing it out there I'm not even gonna try and hide from it it's 100% going (laughs) What was Zach's first word? Oh, it's just Dada. Oh, yeah. That's kind of, like, standard, isn't it? Yeah. She knows it's him, though, now. Like, so when I ever I ring my phone or he rings me or whatever, she knows it's going to be him on the other end. And she's like, Daddy, Dada. Like, hi, Dada. <laughs> it is so cute. That is so cute. So before we actually talk for, like, hours <laughs> without even getting into <laughs> any topics, <laughs> um, we are so excited to sort of properly get to know you and let your followers get to yeah, know yeah. you a bit better. So why don't you start off with telling us a little bit about yourself and what you were doing before you became a mama? Because I'm pretty sure you were a dancer mm-hmm. or you did a dance degree or something like that. So we would love to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah, so... Um... I've literally danced like my whole life um and then I went to uni and did a dance degree um and that was like that's always 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 what I wanted to do however (laughs) when I was at uni um I went to uni in London um and when I was there you know just that whole time of learning about you know the actual industry I kind of got to my like end of the three years and was just like is this really what I want to do (laughs) you know when it comes to the boiling point you're just like right like now all my education's finished now is really I've got to make some like actual proper important decisions um with dance unfortunately the money is pretty horrific um so I then was like oh gosh like what am I gonna do now and both my parents have like kind of worked in finance their whole life so I kind of landed a job um working in pensions really thrilling I know (laughs) and it wasn't too bad um but never really obviously what I wanted to do but you know I kind of enjoyed it whilst I was there it you know paid the bills um and yeah that's where I was when I went on maternity leave and I'm not going back (laughs) I was just gonna say do you think you'll go back to it what are your plans or no I'm really really lucky um to to be able to have my notice in and say no thanks 
yeah. um, Harry kind of grew up like with his like dad working and his mum was always there like for the kids um and my mum was always like a working mum but Harry just said like growing up like all he remembers is his mum taking him to school picking him up from school taking him to football like literally being there at like every moment and he said like I really would love that for like my children as well um so I'm really grateful that he kind of thinks that way and yeah, we've decided yeah, that's going to work best for us for now. You know, when Nova goes to school, when she's grown up, um, I might get bored at home. <laughs> and then I'll look into, you know, doing my own thing. But for now, this works for us. So that's what we're going to do. Yeah, I think it would just be so, like, it's hard enough for mums going back to work, let alone you having to go back to work doing something that you didn't necessarily yeah, exactly do and then leaving her it's just it sounds like you know you've got it sorted and you're doing what works for you which is um and I think that's the really important thing as well like everyone is so different that you do just have to do what works for you because like some months that I spoke to um and I'm sure like we'll sit and listen to this thinking oh my god like I literally couldn't stay at home all day every day and do nothing like some people just have to do that I'm such a home person as well. I think when you become a mum, it's part of it and you just want to be at home more. Yeah, that's true. Let's move on to your pregnancy because your pregnancy announcement was amazing. Where were you? Was it Mexico? Yeah, we was in Mexico at the time. Oh, it was like such gorgeous holiday pictures and then your actual pregnancy announcement, it was like you guys on like a perfect white beach, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was so funny because I was almost like so excited to get home just so I could announce my pregnancy. (laughs) Were you 12 weeks when you announced? Uh, I think I was 14 because I was 12 weeks whilst I was in Mexico. So okay. I didn't have my scan until I was 14 weeks. Oh, we were going to say, we were going to ask you how you found out you were pregnant. Did you find out quite early on? Yeah, I found out, um, I think I was four weeks. Um, was so early? like two weeks prior to that, I rem- remember like just rolling over in bed and being in agony with my boobs I mean like literally, like I couldn't I literally couldn't roll on my side or on my front without being like oh my god like two um, weeks before you missed the period um at this point no I hadn't and I just remember trying to hang like oh my god like my boobs are awful and I didn't really think much of it I thought oh it's probably just because I'm due on but god this is like different um and then I was four days late when I took my test and it was actually um, one of our close friends' baby shower. Yeah. And I wore like a white shirt dress. <laughs> and I remember saying to Becca that whole day, like, oh, like, can you keep checking behind me? Like, just in case I come on and I'm wearing a bloody white <laughs> shirt. And that whole day, she was like, no, you're fine, you're fine. That's what friends are for, though. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I come home. And that was like, I was three days late and me and Harry went and got a test and he actually had an exam the next day and he was like, oh God, like we can't do it now. Um, and I was like, okay, we'll wait, we'll wait. And then we decided that we just like couldn't wait. And so I did it. You know, you know, you just don't expect like to find out anything, do you? Like you almost do it thinking, oh gosh, like no, it's another late period. It's just, you know, it's nothing. And I literally did the test popped it on the side and whilst I did my business and I turned around to flush the toilet and I was like oh my god like it was instant mm-hmm. I like I, it's one of those feelings that you'll just never ever ever forget isn't it yeah 
and I just burst into tears and like Harry just walked into the bathroom like I didn't even have to say anything and we were both like sobbing (laughs) oh my god even hearing this now like my soul is literally set on fire (laughs) I feel like pregnancy announcements just make my heart burst this is such a beautiful like moment it's just one of those moments that I can like still feel yeah like you could literally be living it again right now yeah it's just crazy I remember when I found out I was pregnant and I like couldn't wait any longer and I was at work and I was about to train a client and I just couldn't wait to find out so I just thought I'll just do a test and I did a test and like I saw that it was positive and then like my client literally like buzzed on the buzzer to come in oh my god the whole session and I was just like being so weird like just oh my god I don't even know everything was just coming out really fast and I was like yeah hey how are you you okay and she was like you're and I was like, yeah, fine. <laughs> and then I wanted to wait until Charlie got back from work because he was like out at a golf tournament with one of his um, players. And I wanted to wait until he got home, obviously, to like tell him face to face. But I just couldn't even like wait. I like sent him a picture of the pregnancy test and then oh I called him God. and I was like, hey, I literally just can't wait to tell you I'm pregnant. I just wish I had this like in my head, like this like amazing way I'd tell him. I've seen so many like cute. Yeah, of people, how they tell their partners and like really cute like YouTube videos. But I just, yeah, it wasn't um, very cute. I always just think this, like, we had this conversation not long ago. I said, like, next time, like, obviously, if we're lucky enough to fall pregnant, like, would you want, like, want it as a surprise or would you yeah. want to do it together? Like, I'm not, well, I just think, oh my God, like, I don't know if I could do it on my own. I don't know how to cut No, it. I don't know how long I'd actually be able to keep it a surprise. <laughs> oh, literally, like, a day, surely. <laughs> Yeah, because some people, like, keep it for, like, a couple of weeks, don't they? Oh, my God, do they? Oh, I could not do that. Definitely, I couldn't keep it a couple of hours, so a couple of weeks would definitely not be possible for me. (laughs) Oh, was it... um... Anahan, that's my question. Can you stop stealing all my questions, please? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We just want to ask how your pregnancy actually was. Like, I know that you said your second trimester was um, was great, but, you know, every pregnancy is so different. Was it smooth or how did it actually go for you? My pregnancy was, like, perfect. Like, I just adored being pregnant. Um, It was just, I had a little bit of sickness at the beginning, but literally I could count on both hands how many times I was sick. So I was really quite lucky and it was more like the nausea of like, that was the worst feeling. I'd much rather like just be sick and then get on with the day. Um, But after my first trimester, you know, it was kind of perfect really. Although actually saying that my first trimester, the tiredness will literally be something I will never be able to explain to anyone. Really? I literally remember getting up in the morning and crying before I was going to work because I thought like, I actually don't think I can get through the day without having a nap. It's like just being jet-lagged, isn't it? You can't explain it to anyone who has been through it. I I just remember saying, like, there must be something wrong with me because I literally, I can't can't do today without without going to sleep. Like, it's not possible. Did you take time off or did you just have to, like, push through the day? I had to obviously just push through, but at times at work, I literally sat there and thought, like, I have to go to sleep, like, I don't know what to do. And I was getting in at five o'clock. No, I wasn't, actually, that's a lie, because I finished work at five. <laughs> I was getting in at half five, going to sleep till half seven, having dinner, and then going to sleep again. Oh, bless you. And it's hard, isn't uh, it, because you can't, you couldn't tell anyone at work, because that was the first time. I had to tell my boss at eight weeks, because I was, like, that exhausted. Yeah. But, um, I, you know, after that, it was, it was great. 
up until <laughs> there is a but. Um, at 37 weeks, I went into labour naturally. Did you? Um, which was amazing. I thought, oh my God, it's really exciting. Mara, rah. Um, so my contraction started like early in the morning. I woke up and I said, Harry, I've got like really bad like period pains, but it's like all around my back as well. And I was like, and I've heard that this is kind of what it feels like. And it was kind of like, oh, you know, it's a little bit early. Maybe it's maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's rats and hits. Um, and then Harry went out to the doctors, I think it was, and he went, he left the house. And then I was like, no, this pain is actually getting worse. So I ended up finding the hospital and I was like, I'll see how you go in the next hour. Um, Harry got back from the doctors and I was like <laughs> doubled over in pain. <laughs> um, so we got my hospital bag ready and went to the hospital. Um, we got there and I was one centimetre. But that whole time I was at the hospital, my contractions then died off. Um, so my blood came back fine. And then we were just waiting and waiting and waiting. Um, and we was in the waiting room ready to go home and the lady come back and she sat down and I was like oh gosh <laughs> and then she was like your urine's come back and we measure protein from zero to 30 and yours has come back at 367 <gasps> oh <my laughs> and God. I was like all right and she was, is that quick yeah she was yeah. like so you've got preeclampsia oh my god I had no idea that happened to you yeah and I was like um all right and I just kind of looked at Harry she was like so I'm gonna get the nurse get her to come and speak to you because you might have to stay in tonight and oh my, God, my heart just like sank because I thought like, it's been so like plain sailing up until now but the nurse come and spoke to me and she was like we're not going to keep you in um however you can't go past 38 weeks like we just won't let you so we're gonna to have to book you in for an induction and I was like okay so that was six days later so she did me a sweep like there and then just to see, obviously, if anything, like, started again. Um, and I lost my plug that night after the sweep. Um, and then I lost some more of my plug the next morning. So I thought, oh, my God, like, things are great. But no, nothing happened. So I went in on the 29th for my induction. And it was the worst three days of my life. <laughs> I can imagine. Literally, I had an induction. Um, so they started off uh, with a pessary. I had that. It's so weird, isn't it? Well, it wasn't too bad, but they leave it in for 24 hours, don't they? And before I got to the hospital, I like they hadn't explained at all, like kind of what this induction would entail. So I was pretty clueless, to be honest. But I thought I might have this child one today. <laughs> so naive. Um, so my contractions did start, um, but you know, nothing that I couldn't cope with. So that was fine for the 24 hours. Um, so they checked me the next morning um, and I hadn't progressed any, <laughs> even with the contraction. That I was having. So I was a bit like, oh gosh. Um, so they ended up then doing a gel, which um, had like six hours. So they did that and like things like really started to kick off. Um, so I had more pethidine um, and that was kind of that. But that, did you, you guys have that in labour? I didn't plan to have it, but I did have it, and it was very odd. God, it like sends you out of it, knocks you out. Yeah, I was like in and out of consciousness, like, and it. I wouldn't have it again because, like, I don't remember a lot of my labour. I mean, the, the bits that I do remember, holy shit! <laughs> but a lot of it, like, is kind of a blur. 
Did it help you get some rest? I was because I was going to say you must have been knackered because like that long. Oh my god! Yeah, on and off, and the whole day before. You really can't sleep with it. It's like the weirdest thing. Yeah. No, not really. It didn't didn't really help much at all. What I found is like you would fall asleep, but when you had it, and then as soon as a contraction comes, you wake up for the contraction, and then you just fall asleep again. So it's like it doesn't help with pain or anything. It just knocks you out. Yeah, this is what literally what happened. Um, so after the six hours, I progressed to one point five, which with the contractions I was having was ridiculous. And then they gave me another gel, so it was another six hours. But oh my, oh, god. my god! So they did this gel and shit hit the fan. <laughs> like I can't, I honestly can't even explain. Sorry, in what um, way, hun? <laughs> oh my god! So my contractions. Um, were so bad that I wasn't having any rest. Um, really? Like, literally none. They were literally, I was having no break in between. So it was, the nurses were like, okay, we're going to have to, they injected me with something. I don't don't know what it was. But it basically just slow them down. Oh, really? I haven't heard of that. It didn't slow them down. Oh my God, I had this, an injection to slow them down. Is it because they're worried about, uh, like, were they worried at any point about the baby? Yeah, that their heart rate's getting too high. You know, I don't, I don't even know what. <laughs> I don't know. Right, really to ask questions. Yeah. yeah, like, what's going on here? Do tell me. <laughs> yeah, do whatever. But whilst they were so strong, like, I'm gonna be really glamorous here, and I'm gonna. No, we like it. Just tell us how everyone watching is like or listening even is going to be like you're gross. <laughs> I literally had this, so I was having these contractions, and I was like. I'm going to shit myself. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) So my mum was in the cafe at the hospital and it was me and Harry at this point. And I remember being like, get my (laughs) mum. So she literally ran. Honestly, (laughs) she ran from the cafe and got here. And I was still strapped up to the monitor at this point, you know, like the contraction and the heart monitor. Were you on a bed? Yes. I ripped them off myself. My mum literally walked through the door and I was like running to the toilet. And honestly, I got there, <laughs> I sat on the toilet, I shit myself and I puked all over the floor. Well done for making it to the toilet. I honestly just, can you imagine shitting yourself in the hallway? <laughs> I, I shat in the um, birth pool and I oh, no. like, I don't think, I mean, so many people are so worried about like, during labor I didn't really ever care about it that much I mean at the time I didn't care about it at all I actually didn't even realize that I'd shit (laughs) that I'd I'd just had gas and air but it did make me feel a bit funny and I literally was trying to pick my poo out of the pool and (laughs) the midwife was like you okay and I was like yeah I've just dropped my headphone in the pool I thought I'd drop my little like and she was like no it's all right it's just a poo but like for anyone who's worried about shitting themselves in labor I mean the midwives have seen it like they actually say like not that was my biggest fear like seeing it but like they like it because it means things are happening and honestly they just like scooped it out like they were just like scooping up like a dog poo (laughs) (laughs) and just got rid of it so quickly that like you know like in that you do not give a shit (laughs) literally (laughs) Oh god no! Like anything could happen, you just wouldn't care. Yeah. So yeah, after the after the shit and sick episode, <laughs> stop it. I did manage to get back to my room with some sort of dignity. Um, and they moved me um closer down to like where all the midwives were, like at the little reception bit in the delivery room, because after all this time, like hours had passed, and 
my contractions were still giving me no break and I still hadn't dilated anymore. Um, so they got me in a gown and stockings ready for theatre. Mm. And I was so against having an epidural. Um, but I had my epidural and, oh my God, best thing I've ever done in my life. It's literally the best moment ever, isn't it? Oh my it? God, like, I wish... Oh, and the other thing as well, I couldn't have the epidural any sooner because they don't like giving epidurals until you're four centimetres yeah. and I wasn't dilating. <laughs> so I just think like to anyone that is scared of having an epidural, and I mean, everyone has their own personal reasons, um, as I did, but oh my God, like the best thing I've ever done. And with my next pregnancy, as soon as I can have one, best believe that needle's going in my back. <laughs> I think it's just being open to it, isn't it? It's like you can kind of have an idea of what you want your birth plan to be, but then, like, it never goes exactly bang on how you want it to be. So it's just being open to then just going with the flow and accepting something that you might have thought you didn't want if you want it in the moment. 100%, because once I had that, I managed to get, I think, like, two, three hours sleep. That's amazing. You must have seen did me the world of good um because a midwife came in at 5 a.m on the 31st and checked me and obviously I was a little bit out of it because I I had then had another shot of pethidine which was naughty because apparently they're only allowed to give two and I had three (laughs) naughty naughty (laughs) Naughty nurses (laughs) naughty midwife and my epidural and gas and air so I was like fully on another planet um but I remember her being like um you're 10 centimetres. Oh my was, God, that's amazing. Literally incredible. So, so did I you basically from, dilate like completely in your sleep? Yeah, literally like my body did all that work whilst I was resting. So I went from one and a half centimetres to 10 centimetres literally within a couple of hours. That is amazing. Your body just must have needed that like break. 100%. Yeah, and just for you to have that bit of sleep just to like refresh. 100%, yeah. So um. She was like, you've got an hour until you can push. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And the pushing, piece of piss. I'd do it any day. Oh, my gosh. Really? Could you tell when to push, though? Yeah, had it's you had your warm like, off by this point? Or you can... No, because I had um, I had a little button that you basically haven't kept topping it up. We didn't. Um, <laughs> which, obviously, I had no clue. Because Harry just kept pressing this button. I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, oh, this tops up your epidural. Incredible. um so yeah honestly the pushing I could still feel it um it's not nice you're pushing the actual human out of your name yeah (laughs) and it honestly like the sting oh I think I like it like it's called the ring of fire yeah I felt like that that's like the only way you can describe it I know a lot of people say that but like that's literally what it's like like it's the crowning, like you yeah. literally have like a, a head. No, honestly, that really scares me because I never did the pushing and the thought of, of like stinging. You don't even think it would be stinging. Intense, like burning sensation, isn't it? Yeah, like, like mental. Just having a head, like have, holding your hole open for that long. Oh my god! <laughs> hell, actual hell. How long? How long did it take? So how many? An hour and fifteen minutes to push. That's good. I would, and honestly, I would take that any day over the contractions yeah well you had such a long like stop start labor didn't you that that probably just felt like it was just awful and I just god thinking about it now like I remember like the couple of days afterwards I was like honestly I'm never doing it again (laughs) and everyone's like oh yeah you say that like give it time like you'll forget all about it I genuinely don't think that I've forgotten the pain (laughs) 
<laughs> but have you changed your mind to that couple of days after? Like, would you want to do it again? Yeah, I definitely do want to do it again, yeah. but I would just take the straight away. Yeah, 100%. And I do have it all on film. Do which, you? Oh, my God. It's vile. Oh my, but that, I think that's amazing. Did Harry film it then? My mum filmed it. Oh, my God. I don't have her actually, like, coming out because Harry was like, I don't think she's going to want to see all that gush of fluid. Hannah, I don't think anyone's going to want to see that. <laughs> yeah, like, mum, just get down there. But her, like, whole, like, crowning and her head coming out, yeah, I have on film and it's just, like... That is am- I think that's so amazing. Have you watched it yeah, back? Yeah, i watched yeah. it back and it's one of those ones that you watch and it's incredible, but you're like, oh, my God, that's my vagina. <laughs> But you probably didn't recognise her at the time. It looks <laughs> crowning. Like it's just like no, that that's no, that can't be me. <laughs> that's so amazing that you have it on film. Like I watched so many. I became a bit obsessed with just watching like on YouTube like pos- positive birth vlogs of just people actually giving birth. And I think I would love to, if we're lucky to um, have another pregnancy and another labour. I would love to film that just to have it back I wouldn't do anything like obviously I wouldn't like put it <laughs> upload it to Instagram please no Anna I have to remind you that you said to me when you were pregnant last time that you wanted to get like a bloody um photographer to come in and take like stunning images of you mid-labor and at the time I was like are you actually mad like you want someone getting down on their knees and taking some pics of you while you do that no but have you guys seen Courtney have you seen these pictures that like these I follow a few of them on um Instagram like the accounts like positive birth photography and stuff have you seen them do you know what I'm talking about no I've not seen so they get like actual photographers and they specialize in kind of birth photography and they take just like the most beautiful pictures of women like properly like in the throes of labor and like the baby coming out and like those first moments after and like these pictures yeah they're just stunning although I do think like filming it is really nice because I I was obviously like so out of it that I didn't remember a lot so watching it back helps you fill in the gap like it kind of like gives you an insight to everything I feel like if I do it again like I'd almost like whilst I was like giving birth had like a little camera set up to just like do the whole yeah I'd like I'd probably do that like on a tripod yeah definitely I think that'd be really nice yeah. How did you come up with her name, by the way? Did you decide that, like, when you were pregnant? Because Nova Noel, if I'm right, yeah, is, yeah, um, Nova Noel. is such a unique name. We would love to know, like, how you came up with it. So Harry actually wanted Nova for a boy. Yeah, and I was like, like, it was Harry that first suggested Nova. Really? Like, for a boy, and I was like, for a boy? I was like, I literally, like, adore it. I was like, but that is the prettiest girl's name. Yeah, I think of it more as a girl. Obviously, could be sex, but I think of it more as a girl's name because it is such like it, it's quite girly and feminine. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but I literally like as soon as he said it, I fell in love with it. So we kind of come to the compromise that we would use it for a girl. <laughs> um, and then does it mean something to do with stars, like Nova Star? It, it, yeah, it's something to, it's like New Star or something like that. Yeah, that's really nice. And then Noel. Um, I just like really loved and obviously she was born around Christmas time um, Harry didn't love it and then um, as soon as I gave birth I literally hit the one thing I do remember was him being like you can have Noel I was gonna say once you've been through that it's like it doesn't matter yeah honestly <laughs> it doesn't matter. I were like one of his first words and I just remember being so happy oh, you 
you earn it. Yeah, <laughs> you earn how much I did. did. <laughs> it was uh, definitely. Did you find out that you were having a girl? Yeah, we found out. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I'd find out next time though. Do you not? See, no. I was just going to say, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I could not find out. Yeah, that was my one big thing. Like being like the first pregnancy, I really wanted to be prepared. Um, but now this time, I just think, oh, like I've done it once. Maybe, maybe I'll just wait. But you are right. Like when you're in that, you know, you're going through that. I don't know if you really could wait. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get why people do that. I think it would be amazing if you can wait that long. It's such a long time, isn't it, pregnancy? Oh my god, so um, long. <laughs> um, not for me. Well, no, not for you. <laughs> I had a bloody eight week pregnancy. <laughs> I literally, honestly, I'm. I just don't know how you did it. <laughs> But you know how you said that yours was so easy, like from your second trimester and stuff. That's how mine was. It was just so easy that I didn't know it was happening. <laughs> That's honestly crazy. I've never heard anything like it ever. I hope you do like a whole podcast based on that. No, we will. And I think we want to do one that kind of like adds stuff that people don't know. Because I've spoken about it before, but there's so much more I could say. So that is coming. <laughs> So we just wanted to talk about your relationship because obviously on Instagram, you and Harry just look so happy and really loved up. And he looks like he's an amazing dad to Nova. But we just wanted to ask you if you feel like anything has changed with your relationship. It's a really hard question, I feel like. Um, Has it changed? I definitely feel like, yeah, there's aspects that have changed, but maybe just for the better. Oh, that's so nice. um, Because I just don't think there's any feeling like seeing your partner with your child Mm. like there's it's again it's like a really hard thing to describe it's literally like falling in love every day over over and over again it's just yeah it's just a surreal feeling I, I yeah I don't really know how to describe it have you found anything hard though like I think I find it hard not having as much time just me and Charlie anymore and like we used to be able to just go away for the weekend or like just be more I miss going for dinner that's what I miss yeah Yeah. I I really miss going out for dinner um but I think I really struggle like Harry I know 100% like misses like going out together because we used to go out together like he's like we're like best friends like so we'd go out together like all the time go for dinner all the time I really struggle with like like mum guilt obviously we all do yeah I just think like I feel like I would go out and not have the best time because I'd be worrying but then I feel bad for Harry because I'm like oh my god like we're not doing the things that we did before so I get really like stuck in a rut with it all I love that you're being so honest about it because I think it's like something that we all feel even like the last time we're obviously not going out as much now because of like lockdown and things we can't but the last time we went out for dinner which was a few months ago like my mum was looking after her and she was asleep but I can get her like the baby monitor up on my phone I don't need wi-fi for it yeah and I was just sat at the restaurant like just watching her and Charlie was like put your phone away and then I felt bad because like I mean I like she was asleep and she was fine but you just like feel bad for not being with them even though like you need that time to yourself and the time as a couple as well it's really hard isn't it yeah because I think it's so important like definitely relationship still has to be your first priority as well as your baby I say that all yeah. the time yeah um, and I think it's really easy to forget that whilst you're just going about your everyday life because you know essentially your baby becomes like you they come first yeah. don't they it's just natural but then sometimes I think you do have to step back and think oh actually like we really do need a date night or I think mum's get it like I 
I feel like if I was to say it to some of my friends who don't have kids, they like would sympathize with me, but they wouldn't get it because they don't feel that mum guilt. But I think as a mum, like you just do get it and you can't really fully explain it and why you feel like that. And even though you know that it's not like justified, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's so hard to explain, yeah, isn't it? Because it's just, it's how you feel. I feel like until you're going through it yourself, it's really hard to understand it. And also, I don't know if you, you guys feel like it. I mean, I'm sure it's exactly the same, um, even like though that you're not breastfeeding. Sometimes I feel like really like I need my own space because I feel like sometimes Nova's been attached to me all day, especially now. She's at the stage where she helps herself to a boob. <laughs> so sometimes I get in bed and it's just like, oh my God, I have like my body to myself yeah. for a minute. And then like I'm, we're a very cuddly couple. Like we'll get into bed and just cuddle, cuddle, cuddle. But sometimes I just think like, oh my god, I need to just delay here for five minutes. But then I feel really bad and I feel really guilty because I'm then not giving Harry the attention. But you just cannot beat yourself up about it. Like you've been basically feeding Nova for a year now, and that's in a way someone once explained it to me like this. It's like you're basically doing a service every single day. Like you're almost working, right? Like you're basically doing a full-time job. And then of course, after that whole day, you don't want to like lie there and then be that close with someone else when you've already been close to Nova all day. So, and I'm sure also Harry completely understands it. Like, you know, any good partner would understand it. So you just cannot feel guilty. No, oh God, he's literally incredible. I think like communication is key. Um, and I, I think like that's really, really, really important in relationships. Like if you can sit down together and just explain how you feel, that just nine times out of 10 would resolve any sort of problem. Definitely. And I just think, especially now with a baby, like that is one of the most important things, I think. Yeah, Definitely. So how has your breastfeeding journey been? Because I know you've been um, breastfeeding her since she was born, right? Yeah, since she was born. Amazing. And I'm so intrigued because I know Anna and I both had kind of like failed attempts. <laughs> um, so I'm so intrigued as to like how an actual um, successful journey has gone, I guess, and you're still doing it now. So like, what are your plans for the future as well? Has she ever taken a bottle or? The beginning was really hard. Um, and breastfeeding is something I feel so, so, so passionate about. So I could speak on it for ages but I won't bore you too too much <laughs> um but when Nova was born um again I don't remember too much like as soon as she was born but they um placed her straight on the boob um because I told them that's what I wanted to do you're kind of just left to your own devices and something that is so natural really doesn't come naturally to most people unfortunately you don't just put a baby to a boob and that's it <laughs> is such a technique because you're both um, learning aren't you that they've never done before literally what i was about to say um mum is learning and baby is learning so it it's such a hard thing and you are literally like it's almost like oh here's the baby get on with it um and i think there's such a um big thing where uh, midwives almost expect you to breastfeed yeah i felt this like obviously midwives are incredible but then i did feel there is a slight like pressure to breastfeed over bottle I didn't even like the word formula was not mentioned when I was in hospital which is really wrong and you're right it's almost like you're expected to breastfeed and if you can't like that's not really right you know I I actually bottle fed Nova for the two days we were in there because I didn't get any help and every time I wanted to feed I would press the buzzer obviously because I needed help with latching 
Um, and by the time they'd come round, I'd already given her a bottle because she was so hungry. Yeah. Because um, you just want them to be fed, don't you? Oh, yeah, because essentially that's the, that's the most important thing at the end of the day, isn't it? Um, luckily, though, my mum's best friend is a midwife. And at the time Nova was born, she was training to be a breastfeeding consultant. Hallelujah. <laughs> Honestly, I hand on heart believe that I would not be breastfeeding if it wasn't for her. I honestly do think it's down to her. And after those first two or three weeks when it is really, really, really painful, um, you kind of just get through that pain, you get through the cracked nipples. And it is literally like every time you put them on, it's like you're gritting your teeth because it's just like piercing pain that you're trying to get through. Um, but honestly, once I got through that hard bit, it's been the most incredible thing that I've ever, ever done. That's so nice. What are your plans um, going forward? Because obviously if she's just about to turn one, like I know you might be thinking about like nursery or I don't know, whatever it is. Like, are you just planning to kind of carry on until it feels like she's ready to stop or, you know, like what, how do you want to do it? Um, so this is the hard decision I'm at, at the moment. She has never, ever, ever taken a bottle. Um, I've never really been able to express. Um, some mums are really lucky um, in the fact that they can like express lots and lots and lots of milk. And some people literally can't get a drop out. Yeah. I'm one of those people that literally can get an ounce or two. And that is my maximum. So I've never been able to express and give her a bottle. Therefore, she's never got used to a bottle. Um so the times that I did try to give it to her, she was literally like chewing the tea. It was almost like she had not a clue what to do with it. She'd never really learned how to. No, drink. and even with a dummy as well. Like I tried her with a dummy, and she is literally like it was alien to her. <laughs> um, so yeah, that never happened. So now she's coming up to one. Um, I'm actually after her birthday. I'm going to slowly start weaning. Um, purely because I've got my wedding next year in six months. <laughs> Um, and I don't really want to be breastfeeding on my wedding day to be completely honest no that is your day Um, I kind of just want to enjoy my day and obviously if she's still breastfeeding then we'll still we'll have her that night because a lot of breastfed breastfed babies don't go through the night um and I kind of you know I just selfishly I almost do feel a little bit selfish but I want my wedding day to be for us (laughs) that is not selfish at all you have not been selfish once for a whole year since you had a baby like you're allowed to have a wedding day that is all about you without feeling bad at all yeah exactly I just think you know I've done a year I'm really really happy that that's amazing you should be so proud of yourself it's 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 a really odd feeling though because I do feel like I'm being selfish because she is like such a boob girl still and I almost like kind of hoped maybe she would like maybe self-wean a little bit by now I think yeah I'm gonna have to slowly start weaning and giving up the day feeds and I'll leave the morning and the night feed and see where we go from there yeah or you have to let us know how you get on with it but please (laughs) so so scared to do it but I feel like it's got to be done for her and I at this point really yeah and that's like how you make that's how you make the best decisions is just basing it on what is best for you and her and everyone's so so different I feel like almost now with the world of social media and like how much pressure it comes with I almost think a lot of ladies don't want to stop because of it sounds really silly but because of oh she's done it that little bit longer maybe I should carry on or do you know what I mean we really compare ourselves to other people and I think you kind of just need to take a step back from all of that and think no actually like 
the reasons I'm doing this are this, this, and this. You kind of need to think, well, their reasons are completely different. You know, this is what I need to do for my baby and myself, and you need to stick to it. Yeah. So we have already talked for over an hour, and we could talk to you for hours more. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe it's been an hour already. But we thought we'd just wrap it up and ask you for one bit of advice that you'd like to give to any other mums listening. I would just say, you know your baby better than anyone else. If you've got a gut feeling, stick to it. Don't compare yourself to other people and just do what you need to do. Love that. Love that. Thank you so much, Courtney. You've brought so much happiness and laughter to this podcast. We have literally loved speaking to you tonight. Um, And you need to go get some rest now and look after baby Nova. Oh, thank you so much. I honestly feel like I could be here until midnight talking to you. Oh, we wish, honey. thank you so much for listening guys we hope you enjoyed the episode if you're not already make sure you're following us on instagram our username is becoming mama pod and also we would love to hear from you and hear your story if you'd like to be a guest email becoming at gmail.com you can also find the podcast on spotify apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcasts thank you so much guys talk, talk to you soon, soon.